Hey, freaks, Tim back here with you to introduce our Thursday best of show. Remember, Sideshow members are getting a brand new episode of DV a little bit later today. The best of show that I picked out for you comes from um, 2014, and this originally was a, uh, a Sideshow exclusive episode, so many of you probably have never heard this. Features a lot of great stuff, including a children's book to help kids deal with satanic cults they may be unwittingly a part of. Apparently, it was a real issue in the 80s and 90s. Also, we feature a great Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee who sings a song about smoking weed through his bitch's toes. It's a solid bop. Oh, make sure to check out the show notes because I tracked down links to uh, scans of that satanic book and the Linda Finkel Hall of Fame video if you want to check those out. Who's working for you? Me. Now sit back and enjoy. Hey, freaks, it's Sunday, September 14th, 2014. Coming up on the program today, elderly man panty review. Plus, smoking weed with your bitch's foot, cooking your girlfriend's dog, and death by masturbation. All of this plus your voicemails on a Sideshow exclusive Distorted View Daily. Cut that bitch off! <laughs> you clam I've injected my knee with uh, my feces, 120 cc's under my kneecap, just liquefy it and pump it in. Fuck you if you're not from Palm Beach County. <laughs> All right, Timothy James Henson back here with you for a Sideshow exclusive W-E-E-K-E-N-D show. Uh, and I'll tell you why I'm back, because we didn't really do a show on Friday. Instead, I posted the September 11th program very late on Thursday. Like, it was around 11 o'clock at night, I think. So most people got that on Friday. So I didn't want to do two shows on Friday. So instead, I thought we'd do a, a, you know, a sideshow-exclusive weekend program for you. I have a great show for you today. I can't believe we haven't talked about the author Doris Sanford here on the program. Uh, so let's rectify that situation. Doris Sanford is the author of a few children's books... They were published in the early 90s, and they dealt with issues, uncomfortable issues children might have to deal with, like uh, sexual abuse, alcoholic parents, satanic preschools. Yes, uh, I am not shitting you. One of her books is Don't Make Me Go Back, Mommy, a child's book about satanic ritual abuse. From the Hurts of Childhood series. That's the full title of the book. Don't make me go back, Mommy. A child's book about satanic ritual abuse. And then in parentheses, Hurts of Childhood series. I want the whole collection of Hurts of Childhood books. All right, so uh, unfortunately it's out of print. I don't have the whole book here. I do have some scans of uh, various pages just to give you an idea of what the, uh, the book Don't Make Me Go Back, Mommy is all about. I will uh, post on our show notes today a link to all of these scans so you can actually see the illustrations for yourself. Uh, the first page here, Mommy said, Were you a good girl? Did you do everything they told you to do? Allison, speaking very softly, said, I was good. I obeyed. My teacher is nice, but I don't like the juice at school. They call it magic juice, but it tastes funny. And the teacher said, she may be pretty tired and go to sleep early. She played so hard today. Worshipping Satan! I added that last part. 
Just to give you a little backstory here, Don't Make Me Go Back, Mommy. It's, like I said, a children's book written by author Doris Sanford. It was written in the midst of the satanic ritual abuse national moral panic of the late 80s and 90s. Apparently a lot of parents, probably like, uh, you know, church people started this. Uh, they started this this notion that uh, Satan is real, Satanists are real, and they're trying to get at your kids. So you, you have to be uh, very mindful. You have to watch out for the Satanists trying to abuse your children. Dare, uh, daycare providers across the country were being accused of using children for satanic practices, ritualized rape, and even human sacrifice. Nearly all of which, by the way, was shown to be completely fucking false. I think this book is more for parents. Like, what are some warning signs? Like, here's the next page. My teacher said the reason they locked the door is so we'll be safe on the inside. Oh, and guess what, Mommy? I got married today. First of all, is it that outrageous that you would lock the door so strangers wouldn't be able to get in and, and fucking rape your children? Uh, and second of all, you know, children play games. They play house Right? They pretend to get married. It's not that outrageous. The notes on the bottom of this page say, Although not explicitly stated, uh, this vignette refers to SRA, which is the satanic... What is it? Satanic ritual abuse. Uh, victims becoming brides of Satan through a terrifying ritual conducted by the handlers. <laughs> Daycare provider. All right, next page. It says, uh, I guess we're at, we're at Halloween now. And the, uh, the teachers are dressed up like witches and stuff. Uh, tonight, we will all go trick-or-treating together, and then we will have a s special celebration in honor of Becky's birthday. And then on the next page, we see Becky naked, standing in the middle of a magic circle, where a satanic ritual is about to take place. Nothing that happens in the circle can be told outside of the circle. There is no way out because there is no end to it. Your parents have given us to you. They know what's happening. Do you think there's ever been a child in the history of the world that's ever said, Mommy, read me Don't Make Me Go Back Before Bedtime Again? No, I don't think this is a favorite book of any child. All right, so now the next page. My other mommy said I don't have to use the potty anymore. My other mommy lets me shit all over the floor. What? I don't live at your house. I live at my house. I don't want the medicine on my bottom. What? What's, what the hell's going on here? And I don't want any more pictures of me in the movie star room. They hurt me, Mommy. I'm bad. Really bad. And there's a picture of a little girl in a bathrobe, and she's got her one hand on, on her front area, and one, I think, reaching back to her butt. She's like, ow, my ass is sore. All these satanic rituals have to do with ass play. I don't know if you know that. All right, so I'm guessing what she's talking about here, uh, when she refers to the other mommy, she's referring to the daycare worker. I'm not sure what the medicine on her ass is about. Lube? At least the Satanists don't go in dry. They're being at least a little respectful. All right, because it says here, you know, they hurt me, mommy. And I think the movie star room is, like, where the raping goes down. Like, all the movie stars do this. Let's see here. This page refers to a bunch of dreadful things associated with satanic ritual abuse. The handler being the other mommy, the real mother losing her title. The text refers to the movie star room, which is where the ritual abuse is filmed by the handlers. Uh, now, the next page here, the kid is speaking again. I don't want to take my clothes off for the doctor and walk around naked. He'll give me bad shots with his dick. Uh, mommy, there will be more bad things happen. 
See, like, what's funny is that this is like a children's book, and you would think it would be grammatically correct, because the sentences are very short to begin with, and you want children to, to learn proper usage of words and sentences and shit. It doesn't make any more sense. There will be more bad things happen. <laughs> I want to go home. I already had the magic surgery. They put a monster in me. This child's fucking possessed. The child here refers again to abuse coded as magic surgery. Isn't that how Michael Jackson referred to, uh, referred to like wine and stuff when he was trying to get kids naked? Ah, drink the magic juice. Oh, Jesus juice. Same thing. The monster in the child probably refers to the fact that the victims of SRA are assigned to demons during trauma. You get your own personal demon pet? I totally want to be abused satanically. Uh, notice where the child pokes the white rabbit. Let me look at the picture here. Oh, I think it's fingering the rabbit. Do you like how I refer to children as it? All right, next up. Uh-oh, the child's not doing so well. It's lying on the on the floor, not breathing. And the mom's just, like, standing with the doctor. Doctor, she has terrible nightmares. Maybe she's sleeping. She won't eat some foods, and she becomes upset when I ask her to wear certain clothes. Something is wrong! She even bit the dog this week. <laughs> Look at her now, pretending to be dead. I think something bad has happened to her at that daycare center. Finally, finally mom's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And then finally, I believe this is the last page of the book. It is so confusing, and I gotta be honest, it's pretty damn creepy. There's, I, I guess it's the mother tucking in her sickly-looking child. The child's about ready to die, and she goes, this is what she says, Davy, dying is like going into a movie theater early and seeing the end of the story before you see the rest, and then staying to watch the movie from the beginning. If I was a kid and heard that, my mind would explode. I'd be like, wait, what? Because when you die, it's the end of your life. So you've, you've, you've experienced from the beginning to the end of your life. So what does it mean that you're, you're getting there early to see the end, and then you go back and you watch the whole thing over? It doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. I wouldn't expect anything less from the author of David Has AIDS. I shit you not. It's another literary masterpiece by good old Doris. So there you go. Uh, just a book recommendation for your weekend. Let's move on with the Linda Fingal Hall of Fame nominee. This is Daylights, <laughs> spelled D-A-Y-L-Y-T. This song is called, uh, sorry, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, the title of this track is Smoke My Weed Through My Bitch Foot. Fuck with me, get a quick look, quick look, and I smoke my weed on my bitch foot. All right. This is the most disgusting thing I think I've ever featured on Distorted View. I've got to provide a link so you can see this video. The woman's foot that he'd be smoking weed out of. I'm sorry, the bitch foot <laughs> that he's smoking the weed out of is gnarly. Like the woman's toes are like gross. Her nails are, like, disgusting, and they're flaking off, and I think she has a fungus issue, and you can see the hair on her toes. It is nasty. Bitch foot, weed out my weed out my bitch foot, and I smoke my weed out my bitch 
It's all dry and callous. I guess it's a pretty widely known thing that black guys like feet. They're into feet. You know, a majority of, of black men. Is that true? Any of my black listeners calling? Are you uh, fascinated by the uh, the foot by the bitch foot? All right, let's continue right, on here. Right through the pinky, through the pinky, hold it up, hold it up. Pass it, thank you, pass it, thank you. Give a fine fuck about them ashy ankles, ashy ankles. Damn right, damn right. Smell, oh, smell. Damn, damn, toenail, toenail. Is it just me? Did I hear that wrong? Did he say something about smelling the corns? I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. Uh, real quick, before we move on, I've got a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame update for you. Do you guys remember the nominee named Icy Spicy Leonci? Leonci? Man, take my hand, Man. make my life exciting. Then, see you stand by always. Oh, yeah. I'm Gary Field, just drive a truck. I'm Gary Field, just drive a music. It really doesn't matter if you drive a Ferrari. I really don't care because I just love your company. Then, let's visit Dodge Mall. All right, I think we all remember her now. I just managed to find her official YouTube page and was pleasantly surprised to find out that she's remained very active in the music scene. Uh, first up, in July of 2012, she recorded Gay World. Gay World, it's a gay world. Everywhere you look, you see a gay boy, gay girl, hey girl, show the world. This other side of you that makes you rock, get you go, go, hey man, you're a gay man. Maybe a postman, policeman, radio man, TV man, woman, gay woman. You've been hiding behind the curtains, going shut. Uh, her most recent song, though, is called Going Places. Obviously not talking about her music career here. I know I'm gonna travel now. My heart's really beating fast and now. I'm going places, meeting new faces. I'm feeling fine. I'll take the plane from What sort of... In what song have you ever heard the word Keflavec, right? That is such a weird place. I'm flying from France, or, you know, I'm flying from Cali, but Keflavec? I'm going to London, then to New York. There we go. And Toronto. All right. Maybe give it a try, you look no one Try, yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like she's going to a lot of different places. So there you go. That's what uh, Leon Leoncy is up to. 
Now it's time to introduce you all to a brand new U-Tart. I am so excited about this. It's not every day we feature a new U-Tart. Uh, this guy's name is Mr. Panty Buns. I believe he's an old guy with an underwear fetish. Let's see what we got here. This lovely pair of ladies' full brief pylon panties is Warner's No Pinching, No Problems, No Muffin Top. Is that the full title of the product? So here you go. This guy is trying on some women's underwear just to give you an idea of what it looks like. It's uh, the Warner brand. The no pinch, no problem, no muffin top, full brief nylon panty in pink. Full brief nylon panty in hibiscus pink. Oh, hibiscus pink. <laughs> hibiscus petal pink. It's a lovely color. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised to see it. Um, they're, the, the feel is wonderful. They're very stretchy, very forgiving. Um, wear them all day long. Just a, a lovely patty. He's quite the fashionista. Uh, I paired it today with a V-neck blouse by Alfani oh. in corn silk. That's Macy's house brand, for those of you who don't know. In corn silk yellow. Oh. That corn sick, uh, sick, <laughs> that's about right. Corn silk yellow uh, combination with hibiscus pink. Oh, it's adorable. Macy's. This customer video lingerie review is released into the public domain for any and all purposes. And I will use it gladly. Thank you, sir. I wish the audio was better on these panty reviews, but I just love the names, like the full names of the product. Like, here's one. This is from the Laura Scott Crinkled Peasant Collection. <laughs> A pair of ladies, full brief panties. Young male modeling and reviewing in this customer lingerie review video is Bally Intimates Skip Scamp Full Brief Panty. Oh, the Skip Skimp Scamp Tender Bud Print. In tender Bud Print. <laughs> tender Bud! Uh, uh. This particular pair of panties is one that I was thinking of wearing to National Underwear Day in Times Square. Is that a thing? God, you can really hear the crinkling of his bed. I think he has, like, plastic sheets on. I think he's into some weird shit. I know he's into some weird shit. There we go. One more. In this customer lingerie review, I'm reviewing some Corolla brand full brief nylon patties. She's, he says Corolla, but it's Carol. It's the name Carol. Um, Carol makes uh, two different styles that look very similar. Uh, both very full cut. Uh, this is a size six, and I could have easily fit into a size five. They're very generously tailored. They're nice full cuts. They're granny panties, is what they are. I like the tender bud better. Finally, before we get into the news, I've got this weird clip here. You know, we've, I've seen a lot of videos where, like, parents are videotaping their kids in the car, and they're like, we've got a surprise for you. Guess what? We're not going to the hardware store. We're going to Disney World. And the kids flip out, and they're like, oh, my God, right? But I've noticed something. There is a, a small group of, like, adults who are way too into Disney in, in, in the characters and the the, the part it's really weird when you're an adult 
and you're acting like a child and, and, and at Disney World, and you're excited to see Mickey and stuff. Like, it's a person in a costume, for Christ's sakes. I mean, people get Disney tattoos, like grown grown people, and, and they're just, they're always weird. I've got a weird couple here for you. This is a grown woman and her weird ass husband or boyfriend, and he's giving this girl a surprise. Now she knows they're going to Disney World, but she thinks they're going to the Magic Kingdom and staying at the Pop Century, which is a hotel there. She really wants to stay at um, what's the name of that? The uh, Wilderness. Wilderness something. So, so she, she, she's surprised here. Do, 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 and she loses her shit. We are approaching the magic. Wee! Getting down. Right, like, these are grown adults. Wee! <laughs> here comes the big reveal. So, do you remember when I told you I never surprised you with anything before? Are you serious? You know how hard Yeah, she's gone. Oh my goodness! It's a it's a hotel. It's an it's an amusement park, woman. Be like, oh, that's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> Millions of people do the same fucking thing you're doing every year. Are you serious? The entire trip. The entire trip. Yep. I know it's where you've always wanted to stay. So retarded. I wish you could understand how hard this has been to keep secret for the past like five months. You pointed that far in advance? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't believe we're staying in wilderness. Awkward kiss. Are you serious? I can't believe it. Thank you. And they all have like they're wearing like Disney character shirts and stuff. Like the guys wearing they're they're both wearing Frozen t-shirts, matching t-shirts. Surprise you? Sounds about right for fucking Walt Disney fans. <laughs> welcome home. That goes. <laughs> she said, "Welcome home." Welcome home. That goes. Are you dash and your family Thank you. get you in that gate? Big side. Thank you. Bye, bye, She said, "Welcome home." <laughs> Sounds like a retard, doesn't she? Like, it's just so creepy. Like, people who are into Di Disney, it's weird, isn't it? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? These couples that are just really into <laughs> Disney? I don't know how to describe it. It's just weird. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, in with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted, up, back up news right now. Thank you guys so much for being Sideshow members. Really do appreciate it. I hope to have a uh, video cast for you sometime in the next few days. Plus, of course, next week we'll be doing extended shows and exclusive programs. If you want to upgrade your account to a lifetime one, just email me, show at distortedview.com. I'll give you all the instructions. Three quick stories now. First up, a man has died at a sperm bank after his fourth donation in 10 days. It doesn't seem like that's a lot. I'm pretty sure I can masturbate way more than that and be just fine. Just got to make sure to hydrate yourself. Lotion is also very important. You know, just drink some OJ, some pineapple, lube up with some uh, jerkins, and you'll be fine. A marathon masturbator in China died after he donated his seed, gross, to a sperm bank four times in just 10 days. 
it really doesn't seem like it's that outrageous. Because, I mean, when you donate sperm, you're pretty much just jerking off into a cup, right? That's not even every other day, four times in ten days. That's nothing. I don't like to toot my own dick, but I could, I'm pretty sure I could make a donation a day. Or two, ladies. Zeng Gong was found slumped over and unconscious in a private booth at a Wuhan University facility in the Hubei province after staff noticed he hadn't come out in two hours. When the medics broke down the door, they discovered the 23-year-old lying on the floor and immediately tried to resuscitate him. Doctors ultimately pronounced him dead of a heart attack. Okay, so it wasn't because he was, you know, masturbating too much. It's just his heart gave out. You know, you get, to, you get excited. I really should stop masturbating, I think. By the way, I received in the mail this monitor I'm supposed to wear for the next 30 days. It is huge. So I've got to, like, wear these sticky pads all over my chest. There's, like, four or five different wires. And then the wires connect to this unit. It's, like, the size and weight of a cinder block. They even threw in, like, tons and tons of batteries. Because, you know, I'm sure this thing eats through batteries like crazy. I'm supposed to wear, wear it for a month. It monitors me, and it communicates wirelessly to a team of cardiologists who will be monitoring my every move. And so, if, you know, if something crazy happens... Uh, they'll let me know. So I'll show you. I'll post a picture on, uh, you know, Instagram or something of my ridiculous heart monitor I'm supposed to wear. Uh, I'm totally going to jerk off it with this thing and see if they call me. They're like, we're noticing something weird, some weird spikes. No, no, no worries. Just got my dick in my hand watching porn. All right, where are we at here? Uh, Gang's family uh, took the sperm bank to court because his relatives felt the clinic was responsible for his 2012 death. Well, that's fucking ridiculous. They demanded to be paid $648,000 in compensation and claimed that the clinic had forced him to sign up. They also said the clinic pressured the young man into making frequent donations and alleged the... You know, you get paid for that. It's not like he didn't receive anything for his donation. Uh, And alleged that the medical staff did not properly handle the situation once they discovered him unconscious. They tried to resuscitate him. A court has now ruled that his demise was entirely his fault because he was capable of making his own decisions, including going on a masturbatory frenzy. (laughs) That's right. The news used the term masturbatory frenzy. Gang started studying to become a doctor at Wuhan in 2010. He joined the sperm bank program a year later and was known to be a regular advocate for the facility, sometimes even encouraging others to make their own donations. So there you go. He will be missed. If you thought that story was fucked up, wait till you hear this next one. This next one actually comes from the United States. Uh, Redding, California, to be specific. A California man was arrested after police said he killed his ex-girlfriend's dog. That's bad enough. Then cooked it and fed it to her without knowing. Don't get me wrong. He knew. She didn't know she was eating her dog. Ryan Wattenpow, 34, was arrested Thursday near his home in Paolo Cedro. I guess. A restraining order filed against him reveals startling and shocking details in a case police said is fueled by domestic violence. I always thought the best domestic public service announcement was the coffee. You know, the woman spilling a bit of coffee. She's a waitress, a server. Spills some coffee. The guy loses his shit and beats the fuck out of her. I've played it numerous times on the program. I'll play it again for you here. She spilled my coffee. I'm sorry, sir. You fucking bitch. Oh, 
Canadian public service announcement. That's how they can get away with saying the F word and stuff like that. I mean, she was kind of a fucking bitch spilling the coffee. I mean, she said she was sorry, but you could tell. You could tell by her voice she didn't really mean it. She deserved everything she got. All right, but now I think uh, what would be even a, a better public service announcement is seeing a, a guy take his girlfriend's dog, bludgeon it, cook it, and feed it to her. Well, that is a very unique case of domestic violence. Police said back in early April, the victim's dog, a Pomeranian named Bear, went missing after she and Wattenpow got into an argument. That's a little suspicious. You know, if you're a woman, you get into a, a fight with your boyfriend, and then all of a sudden your dog goes missing? There might be a correlation there. All right, uh, so the police went missing. Or, I'm sorry, the, the dog went missing. Police said it was one of many fights in the couple's turbulent and violent relationship. Watton Powell's ex-girlfriend told police he had repeatedly hit her while they were dating. However, the first week of September, there was a brief reconciliation between the two, and Watton Powell cooked the victim a meal. One that included meat. A very exotic type of meat, if you know what I mean. Then on September 7th, Watton Powell allegedly sent a series of text messages to the woman, reading in part, How's your dog taste? I thought it was better with barbecue and those Hawaiian buns. The smile on my face when you read this, priceless. The menacing text continued until Tuesday when Juan Powell allegedly... All right, like, it's, it's great. I, it must have been very satisfying for him to send those text messages and think about her reaction. But uh, the texts were very incriminating. He didn't really think of the ramifications, I guess. All right, the menacing text continued until Tuesday when Watton Powell allegedly left Bear's severed paw on the victim's doorstep along with a note. Quote, Burn in hell, whore. I hate you so much it hurts. Stay away from me. I want nothing to do with you. Fuck off. The note was then signed with a smiley face. According to Reading Police Sergeant Todd Kogel, you know, this is an extremely strange case. Unusual, something we've never seen before. It was just a pressure cooker or a loaded spring ready to snap. This relationship was very tumultuous and toxic, the police sergeant said. Police served a search warrant at Watton Powell's home and found a Romanian variant AK-47 assault rifle. And so things could have ended a lot worse for this woman. He had a gun and multiple high-capacity magazines. Watton Powell was booked into the Shasta County Jail, or Shasta, on charges of domestic violence, ting, false imprisonment, ting, stalking, and animal cruelty, ting, ting. Police said additional charges will be sought regarding the weapons violations. He's being held on $250,000 bail. So there you go. Aw, the picture of the poor little Pomeranian. He's so cute. He looks so tasty. All right, final story we have for you today. This one also comes from California, a woman accused of playing cruel and potentially dangerous pranks on a couple who bought her dream home pleaded not guilty in San Diego court today. Kathy Rowe was arraigned on felony charges of solicitation of rape and sodomy. <laughs> what sort of prank is this? And a misdemeanor charge of identity theft and repeated harassment by electronic communication. She entered the not guilty plea through her attorney, Brad Patton. Roe was arrested in October 2012 when she was accused of harassing a couple who bought the house in an upscale Carmel Valley neighborhood that she uh, had also placed an offer on. So she wanted this house. She Her, her bid uh, lost. 
someone else won, and then she just made their lives a living hell. Ro was devastated when she lost her forever home and began playing mean tricks on the husband and wife, including stopping their mail and sending strangers to their home. Rose accused of signing the wife up for sex ads online, including one she titled Carmel Valley Freak Show, encouraging visitors to drop by unannounced while her husband is at work. And she allegedly told men who responded to the listings to push their way inside their home. <laughs> She's looking for a rape fantasy. And give men the couple's new address. Uh, one man responded to the ad and showed up at the couple's doorstep. This bitch could spend up to nine years in prison. Roe has said she never knew she was scaring the couple. She explained how she needed the home because she takes care of uh, a disabled daughter and a husband who had been recovering from a heart attack and had been searching for a one-story house with a pool and a yard. The one in Carmel Valley was perfect, she said. Losing that house was devastating to my family and broke our hearts. Her attorney maintains that her actions were just silly pranks. But you do pranks on friends, not complete strangers. Like, she doesn't know this woman. The only reason she knows this woman is because she got the house that she wanted. This has been a horrible process for her. Yes, she's the victim here, Brad Patton said today. In no circumstances did she ever intend any harm. Except sending random strangers over to the, their house. Telling, Push your way in. It's a sex ad. It's a freak show over there. Whatever. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Sunday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, checking in with you freaks. You know, I, I get emails occasionally from people now wondering whatever happened with our messing around with the Gooner Bader hotline, right? The solo sexual uh, jerk off, the, the bait line, I believe it's called. Well, I've got some sad news to report. Uh, the, the bait line hasn't been updated on their website since May. So all you guys calling in, I hope he's collecting all of these calls and we'll post them one day. And I'm hoping that there's going to be hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of you freaks messing with these uh these these poor gooner baiters so yeah I'll, i keep checking every week or so no update yet so i'm kind of disappointed about that but uh you know we'll keep trying all right yes caller yes speak to me please hey guys it's future tim here i don't know what the fuck happened to today's program all of the audio like my microphone audio was there that got all saved but then, like, all of the audio that I used uh, on a separate track to play, like, my uh, audio clips, stuff like that, that all got wiped out, including voicemails. And I was able to recover everything except for the voicemail segment. So rather than try to record it over again, no voicemail segment today. I'm, I'm fed up with technology. <laughs> so we'll get around to those voicemails tomorrow when we start a new week of programs. Until then, you guys have a great day. Bye, everybody.